Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Generally, the best way to start a podcast is to press the record button. I was just having a conversation with the people on my live stream, which you can find us over at twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp. And uh, I was like, I don't know how to start the podcast today. I was struggling with that because I feel like I need to change things up. I'm always somebody who needs to change things up. And and uh, if you like things to always stay the same, then I've got bad news for you because I'm a changer. I change things up all of the time. But uh, this is episode 553 of Nintendo Switchcraft. On today's episode, we're going to talk about Breath of the Wild 2 updates. We're going to talk about Tetris 99, one of my favorite puzzle games. And we've got a mailbag question. We're kind of light on news today, so I'm sending out a mailbag question so that we can answer it in the mailbag uh, episode later on this week. Uh, So if you didn't know, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, I record the show live over at twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp. All right, let's almost get started. I want to say real quick before we actually get to the news that the podcast awards are coming. It would mean a lot if you could help me out and head to podcastawards.com. And when you're there, then you can uh, nominate either Nintendo Switchcraft or... Uh, 143 pixels, whichever show you like better. Thank you very much, everybody who's already done that. You guys are absolutely amazing. So our big news for today is that Breath of the Wild 2 voice actors have said that their work is complete. This comes to us from Nintendo Life. However, don't get super excited because there's a couple of different ways that you can look at this. Of course, a lot of times people would assume that if the voice actors are done with what they had to do, then production of this game is pretty close to being done for the most part with most games you would assume that localization which is you know where everything's translated into other languages and then the actors come in to try and match the lip flapping uh to whatever language that they're speaking in um that's got to be one of the last things that people do before they ship a game and in the original story um, original story. In the original post on NintendoLife.com, uh, there's this information that says, um, where is it? Okay, as reported by Game Reactor, the pair have noted that their work on the new game is already done in a conversation with the Spanish podcast at Coffee with Nintendo. Interestingly, the two went on to say that they were unsure whether or not they should have disclosed that information. So, okay, 
there's the the Spanish language podcast apparently called A Coffee with Nintendo, and they are interviewing um, Mark Navarro and Norea Alfonso. These are the voice actors behind Rivali and Zelda's Spanish version in the game, and they say we've already finished our work on Breath of the Wild too. And a lot of people jumped on that and said, oh man, Breath of the Wild 2 must be coming real soon. And I will say that when Breath of the Wild 2 was first announced, my prediction would be, or was, my prediction was, back when it was first announced, that Breath of the Wild 2 would come out holiday 2020 as a perfect way for Nintendo to capture a whole lot of game sales right underneath uh, the release of the Xbox Series X and the PS5, although we didn't know their names of those consoles at the time. So with this news that the Spanish localization is now done, it makes perfect sense that the game would probably be released holiday 2020, matching my prediction, which would be awesome because I love being right about things. However... There's a couple of things that are going to... There's a couple of uh, monkeys in the wrench, as it were. Uh, There's a couple of things here that are going to make that not necessarily true. Number one is the amount of voice acting that's actually in Breath of the Wild 1. Outside of cutscenes, most of the uh, voice acting is, is... minimal like there's very little uh, outside of the cutscenes that you actually get to hear so what that makes me think is all right it's possible that they just finished up the cutscene work and they still have tons of work to do on the rest of the game because if you really look at the story in breath of the wild one it's very, very loose. There's very little actual story there. In fact, when Breath of the Wild 1 came out and I had played it, I said, the story of Breath of the Wild is not the story of what happened with Link and Zelda. It's the story of what happened to you, the player, as you played this game, which made it uh, uh, an amazing achievement. It is my favorite game of all time. It is an amazing game, and um, I can't wait for more of it. But it's very easy to think that uh, the voice actors could have come in, done all of their work, and been done pretty quick, even though there's lots of work left to do on the game. So I think it's, you know, there's people who are putting the cart before the horse uh, and anticipating that, you know, Christmas 2020 would be when the game comes out. I still think that it's going to come out holiday 2020. Um, I made that prediction when they first announced this, and I'm sticking by it. I, I really do think that that's going to happen. Even with the COVID-19 delays, I still think that Breath of the Wild 2 will come out at the end of this year. I don't have anything that tells me that other than the fact that they're reusing the same engine, they're reusing assets, they don't have to reinvent the wheel this time They've been working on this since they released the last Zelda in or Breath of the Wild. And if you look at it this way, they've been working on this since even before then because Eiji Aonuma 
the um, pro- director, the director, I believe, of Breath of the Wild said that a lot of the stuff that's going to go into Breath of the Wild 2 was stuff that they had originally started for Breath of the Wild 1 and decided that they needed to make a cutting point and say, we got to take all this stuff out so that we can actually ship a game, Uh, which makes sense, especially when they've been working on it for so so long. Uh, So I think that uh, we'll still get Breath of the Wild 2 this Christmas, but not because of this particular uh, news article. Now, the news article was later updated uh, after Game Explain had done some digging, and here's what it says on the Nintendo Life website. Game Explain has done some digging, and apparently the original interview was mistranslated. Voice actors Navarro and Neria Alfonso were actually joking about the level of secrecy surrounding the game and weren't even permitted to confirm or deny if they're coming back for Breath of the Wild 2. And that sounds very, very accurate to me. When I interviewed Patricia Somerset, who is the English uh, translation, uh, she she does she plays Zelda in the English translation of the game. When I interviewed her, I of course asked her about Breath of the <clears throat> excuse me Breath of the Wild too, and if she had gone back, and she says exactly the same thing that uh, Navarro and Alfonso said here that they can't even talk about it. They can't even confirm that they've done anything. Uh, so that makes perfect sense. By the way, I will try and go back and find that episode of the podcast so you can listen to my interview with Patricia Somerset because she was really awesome, by the way. She was very, very awesome. Uh, anyway, what do you guys think? Do you think that Breath of the Wild 2 will be coming out this holiday season or do you think it gets, um, okay, not pushed, or do you think it's... Uh, targeting 2021 or even later. Let me know what you guys think. We're on our way to 100. 100 patrons. That would be amazing if we hit it. The number of people who have either joined the Patreon recently or increased their their uh, pledge from like maybe the Buck a Month Club to the Early Access Club all the way up to the Producers or even higher, that that has gone up uh, significantly since I started talking about the Patreon more. So for that, I have to say thank you, thank you, thank you. You guys are amazing. I really, really appreciate it. Um, since I told you guys about the goal, that goal being that we're going to do a brand new podcast about retro games, uh, since I talked about that, uh, that goal has gone up. Like the the percentage points uh, when we get to there has increased. We are now forty percent complete on that goal. Where I'm going to start a new special podcast series about retro games, and patrons are going to be people who get to vote on the game that I cover each episode, and patrons will get early access to said podcast as well. So if you want to help us reach that goal. You want to push that little 40% bar up to 100%. Do us a favor. Head on over to patreon.com slash runjumpstomp today. And for as little as a buck a month, you can help create independent video game content like this. When you've lost your last man, hold A and B to continue where you left off. Do this before the title screen appears. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. 
After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Nintendo is making kind of a big change uh, that's going to affect a lot of people who are uh, in Europe and even if you're not in Europe, this change could affect you in the future as well. Uh, here is the actual uh, quote. Upon careful, or I'm sorry, after careful examination of the evolving European marketplace in recent years, Nintendo has decided to end the availability of download codes for its own published software sale. I'm sorry. For its own published software via retailers effective July 1st, 2020. So what exactly does that mean? Well, right now, if you go on Amazon and you search for, let's say, I don't know, Breath of the Wild, right? If you go on Amazon and you search for Breath of the Wild, you will find that you can buy the physical copy of the game, but you can also buy a digital copy of the game from Amazon. They will give you a code and then you can take that code, put it into your Nintendo Switch and get the game. And I guess in the European marketplace, Nintendo has made a decision that they are no longer going to do that. And it's not just Amazon. There's a lot of third-party code resellers where you can go to these third-party sites, buy a code and put it in. And the advantage to doing that is a lot of times, well, maybe not a lot of times, but many times, um, it turns out that you save money by doing it that way, by buying it like it's on sale on some third-party website, so you end up getting the game cheaper than you would through the regular eShop. Now, right now, this is a chain that, change that is only, only seems to be happening in Europe, but it seems like something that Nintendo may change across the board. Like if they are going to take that ability away from people in Europe, then why would they keep doing it here in the United States? I'm not sure what their reasoning is for doing this. Maybe they make less money when you don't buy it directly from the eShop. Um, maybe they... Maybe they have seen um, a whole bunch of, and we know that this is true in the past, that we've seen code resellers who have like stolen codes where they, they then sell you a, a stolen code, which I'm not quite sure how they go about stealing the code, but they sell you a stolen code and then they report it as stolen. Then you end up getting that code taken away from you and you have no recourse against the person who sold it to you. So it's it's probably 
uh, has, has something to do with that. And Res TV and chat is saying exactly the same thing that I just said. It's probably related to codes being bought with stolen credit cards. So I think that Nintendo is doing this to try and protect their customers and also to limit their liability so that they don't have people come back to them and say, hey, I bought this code from store X and now I, you know, you took it away. I want, I want my game back. And Nintendo's like, take it up with the people that you bought it from. Get a, get a refund because that's not our problem. Um, so if Nintendo just says, well, we're no longer going to allow people to do that, then they don't have to worry about it as much and they're going to get less calls. Um, they went on to say customers will still be able to purchase Nintendo eShop funds, uh, which, you know, I do that quite often. And I know that there's a lot of people that do that quite often. Um, in fact, if you go to my website, runjumpstomp.com, there is a spot here that has affiliate link codes for your eShop gift cards. So if you buy digital games all the time and you're still looking for ways to support the show, just buy the digital shot, the, the digital games with your eShop gift card money that you buy through my Amazon affiliate link. It works really, really well and helps the show uh, on top of it, which is really cool. But Nintendo said customers will still be able to purchase Nintendo eShop funds. Awesome. Uh, Nintendo Switch online memberships, which there's also a link on my website for that, and add-on content such as Pokemon Sword and Pokemon Shield expansion passes, probably other expansion passes as well, at retailers across Europe. So you'll still be able to do that. You just can't buy the actual game digitally without going to the eShop anymore. And I anticipate that we'll probably run into exactly the same thing in the future in the States as well. Um, I'm curious how many people out there buy their game codes uh, from third-party websites. In fact, after I finish talking about this, I'm going to send out a tweet uh, that you guys can respond to for a mailbag episode. Hey, who's telling this story? I kept getting distracted with other games, um, but it took me three days, and I finally got it. Today is the last day that you can get it, though. Bill, what are you talking about? Well... The Tetris 99 14th Maximus Cup featuring Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition. Uh, all you have to do is earn 100 points in Tetris 99 mode between July 3rd and July 6th. I meant to talk about this on um, a previous episodes, but I just kept forgetting. And for that, I apologize. So if you're listening to this now, you have until 11.59 Pacific Time today in order to unlock your uh, 14th Maximum Cup, which is this theme for Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition. Now, what I will say is that of all of the ones that I've seen, this one bothers me the most. This one is the least well done, and here's why. And I bet you you guys won't even be able to see this. Can I zoom in on it? Oh, my gosh. I can't zoom in on it. I can't zoom in on it. Maybe if I click on, on here... All right, so if you're watching this on my Twitch channel, and you should be, um, you can see in the bottom right or bottom left corner, right down here, that just looks incredibly lazy. And if you're just listening to the podcast, what I'm going to do is I'm going to screenshot this, and I'm going to put this in the show notes, 
so that you get to see that as well uh, because it is just so very ugly the way that they cut out the little bar for when you're going to get a bunch of uh, pieces sent to you. And it has to do with the fact that the the um, the sword in Xenoblade Chronicles, which I am blanking on now, I can't remember the name of, the, it starts with an M, uh, that sword is very, very curvy. And then they've got these straight lines cutting across those curves, and it just looks really, really bad. But it didn't stop me from unlocking it. I will say this, the music is really good. Um, I feel like this is the worst... Uh, theme that we've had so far, especially after we got that awesome Animal Crossing theme. I'm not a fan of this particular theme. I love the music, but the theme is just real, real bad. But hey, would you rather not have access to the theme or have access to it? So head on over to uh, Tetris 99. If you have Nintendo Switch Online, then you have access to Tetris 99. Play um, a bunch of... um, levels of Tetris 99 mode and earn those 100 points and then you unlock this theme to use whenever you want. I have it unlocked and I will never use it again because it just seems kind of lazy in my opinion. What I will say is that I really wish that Tetris 99 was not published by Nintendo because I want more people to have access to this game. This game is awesome. In my opinion, it is the best Tetris game ever made, and I really I want more people to have access to it. Not everybody has Nintendo Switch, and not everybody who has Nintendo Switch has Nintendo Online, and you have to have Nintendo Online for it. So I do wish that this game was published by, uh, by like I don't know, the Tetris company or whoever, so that they could put it on other platforms as well, especially with crossplay. Um, I love this game hate this theme for it but the music is good so so there you go something's gone wrong in the happy-go-lucky world of nintendo we're going to ask one more mailbag question and uh, hopefully you guys will respond with uh, some ideas for things that we can talk about on the mailbag topics Uh, but here's a topic that we were talking about in twitch chat before i went live Uh, And so I decided that I wanted to ask this for the mailbag episode later this week. Here's the question. What are some dead video game genres that you have fond memories of? And what is the best game in that genre? So for me, the like one of the dead genres that we don't get to play anymore uh, is on rail shooters, you know, where you put in your quarter and you are on the rails, the the game takes you where it wants to take you, and then you just have to shoot the enemies uh, as they pop up on screen. And the one that jumped to my mind, well, actually, there were a few that jumped to my mind, but one of them that jumped to my mind that I played a bunch of and put, put a lot of quarters in in the arcade was Operation Wolf. I absolutely loved Operation Wolf. We even had a version of that for the Sega Genesis when I was growing up, my brothers and I, uh, and we would play the hell out of Operation Wolf on the Sega Genesis. And then when we got to go to um, to the arcade, we would always say, hey, can we get some quarters? And we would pump them into games like Operation Wolf. It was such a fantastic game. So uh, reply to that tweet. 
Run Jump Stomp on Twitter. And uh, when we get to the mailbag episode, we're going to include that discussion uh, in the future. Anyway, let's wrap up the show. It's the end of the show. And at the end of the show, I thank our producers. Our producers are the people who have joined the Patreon over at patreon.com slash runjumpstomp at the producer tier or higher. That would be people like Abigail 13, Orange Thunder, Paul Bramblett, Bowser, Eric Smith, Jordan Forbes, Matt Hadfield, Travis McGuire, Trucker Paul, and Brian Reese. This is a group of people who is currently growing each and every day. Speaking of growing, the Patreon is having its ebbs and its flows. It's gone up. It's gone down. We're still over 70 patrons on our on our March to 100. It would be amazing if we got to 100 by the end of July. Since I started talking about the Patreon more, more and more people have joined. So thank you very much to everybody who has signed up again. That URL, patreon.com slash run jump stomp. Speaking of places that you can join and uh, URLs that you should go to, Join our community over at runjumpstomp.com slash discord. There's over 1,400 other people who love to talk about video games waiting for you to join and say hello. Uh, So again, that URL is runjumpstomp.com slash discord. And you can also watch me record the show live on my Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp. This show is one of many shows that I do. You can find out other shows that I do at runjumpstomp.com slash shows. And the music that you are hearing right about now is Corneria Star Fox Remix by Noteblock, as is all the other music in this episode. Thank you for listening. I'll see you next time. Goodbye. This show is part of the Giant Science Team-Up Network. For more information, check us out over at gstu.net.